You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome to the Strong Room on News Talk 770. Today, a conversation with Deborah and Gary Helmer, clients of McMillan Estate Planning who've been able to realize a dream thanks to having a plan. And we'll hear from a trust and estate planner, Norman Ewing, about the importance of building assets as you build your life plan. First though, We're into the summer season now, and Macmillan's regular seminar series will resume on Thursday evening, September 28th. But it is business as usual during the summer months at Macmillan Estate Planning. And you can always ask a question and get an answer by calling the office weekdays during business hours at 403-266-6464. Remember, too, you can go online anytime at macmillanestate.com. Check out the blogs, which are updated regularly for tips and news about life planning. And listen to episodes of The Strong Room to catch up on details and features you may have missed. Don't forget to check out a range of issues covered in updated blog postings on the Macmillan website at www.macmillanestate.com. There are a lot of good ideas on the site, and some of them may very well apply to you. And now a conversation with Norman Ewing about dealing with the what-ifs, which is a big part of creating a life plan. It goes beyond just, uh, you know, building out that life plan and, and having, uh, you know, the advantages to uh, using your assets in a better fashion, but it even flows it through to having a peace of mind. Uh, you know, you may be working through some of these ideas, you may not have uh, full certainty as, as to where you're going to go on that. And so it may hold you back. Um, but, uh, you know, if you push through, if, if you get those plans made, uh, it allows you to sleep at night. Uh, you've got that uh, satisfaction that uh, things are in place, you've reviewed them. Um, you've got things working in the best direction for you, uh, and it's a worry you can take off your plate. Let's talk about a case study because this one is illustrative, I think, of uh, the kinds of issues that can arise, in this case in the United States, uh, in this case uh, involving the artist uh, known as Prince, uh, left an estate of $300 million and absolutely no plan whatever uh, how to how to deal with taxation, how the assets should be distributed. It is left to the courts to decide. Norman, walk us through what's going on as we speak. Well, what's really interesting uh, in the Prince case is, you know, you have a, a brilliant musician, you know, composing from, uh, you know, a young age and, and really known around the world and, you know, builds up this this massive estate and, you know, continues to be creative in, in the music field. And, you know, is going to be one of the, uh, you know, the major, uh, you know, long-term revenue generating uh, musicians. A uh, surprising thing uh, happens uh, when, when Prince passes away, we come to realize that uh, there's not a lot of planning on the estate side of things, uh, uh, you know, as far as driving the, the, the music forward and that sort of thing, uh, you know, there was, uh, uh, you know, teams of lawyers dealing with, uh, you know, copyright and all these sorts of things, but the estate side was, was, was lacking, uh, you know, there, there, there wasn't a will in place that, that we've come to realize. And it d- doesn't sound like there was a lot of tax planning involved. And that became a, you know, a problem for, uh, for the Prince estate, because, uh, as far as we're aware, um, you know, because there was that, uh, that lack of a will, uh, lack of a, a distribution plan as, as to what happens to the estate, uh, you know, there's been a number 
number of people that have been coming uh, out of the woodwork ever since, uh, claiming to be, uh, you know, uh, siblings or, or, or um, you know, children or, um, uh, you know, descendants uh, of Prince. It's a big estate. It's, it's a big number. Um, but uh, there's that, that lack of, uh, of a distribution plan. And so, you know, what's going to happen to, to Prince's estate is it's going to default back on uh, what the government rules are uh, in that jurisdiction. Uh, you know, it may not necessarily go to uh, where um, Prince necessarily wanted or, or intended it. And, uh, you know, that's the, the, the downside to this. And, you know, we can speculate we really don't know uh, all of the details, but you know what op- often happens uh, to estates is uh, you know people get bit busy in life. Uh, you know they don't really uh, um, think that uh, they're going to pass anytime soon, uh, and so they don't get any uh, plan in place, uh, and then something unexpected happens. Well, the one group you know is going to get something out of this is the Internal Revenue Service. Well, and that's the thing without, uh, you know, a tax plan in place, uh, you know, under the uh, the U.S. regime, uh, you're looking at uh, some pretty significant uh, taxes because the U.S. has a, uh, a death tax uh, on the federal level. You're looking at uh, maybe up to 40%. Uh, and then uh, at the state level, uh, you've got to add on on top of that. Uh, you know, Minnesota has has their own uh, estate and, and death taxes. And so, uh, you know, we can probably consider that, uh, you know, half or maybe even more than half of Prince's estate uh, is going to go to the government to pay taxes. Uh, and this, you know, can, uh, can cause uh, further problems other than just the value of, of money that goes to the government rather than to family or, or beneficiaries uh, because, uh, you know, you can run into li- liquidity problems. Uh, uh, you know, the uh, the trustees uh, of, of the estate uh, may have to uh, sell off assets to liquidate assets to take care of the government because uh, the government uh, certainly doesn't want to wait uh, long term for their money. I would throw in another artist uh, as an example of this. It will be 40 years this year since we lost Elvis Presley. And there are still residuals in the form of revenue that are coming into his estate. I have no idea if he had a plan as to how that should be handled or a trust or a foundation or anything like that. But but there's still money coming in and there will be for Prince in the same way for years to come. So, you know, they're two unique examples. Again, bringing it a little closer to home, uh, people that own farms or ranches, own land, people that have businesses where... You know, the business will continue to operate. Revenue and, and uh, costs will still be a factor on uh, on a balance sheet. Um, you, you simply cannot afford not to have a plan in place as to how all of this is to be handled going forward. Well, and I think it's important with that plan to look uh, long-term in that, uh, because as Sherry mentioned, people often get uh, busy in, in the day-to-day and and uh, following uh, their area of brilliance. But uh, that's the advantage of, of pulling in a team to help you with that is uh, because uh, we're not only going to look at the present, but uh, we're also going to look at the future if there's uh, succession planning uh, that's needed and, and, and tax issues involving that uh, and transferring the business to the next generation or, or keeping that family farm going uh, 
often on the tax side of, uh, of things, people look at the deferral of taxes. And, you know, it's certainly a good strategy uh, in, in the present uh, to uh, um, basically uh, reduce the taxes today and, and, and push them off to another day um, when perhaps things can be count- compounded and, and, and grown until then. Um, but what people don't always look at is uh, in the event that uh, they pass away, uh, there could be a huge tax burden uh, left for, uh, for their estate without uh, careful planning. And, and that's why we want to look, uh, look to the future as well, not, not only the present, but look to those future taxes that, that may be stacking up and coming up with a plan for that. A Macmillan Estate Planning Minute with founder and president Sherry Macmillan. The families that to me are the most joyful and successful were not shy about communication. So they would have a lot of dialogue and not easy dialogue. In order to have a harmonious plan, we have to be brave and courageous. Commonly they'll say, okay, now it's time to bring all the children in. Let's bring them all in for the full discussion about our philosophy, what we're hoping to create, the stewardship we expect. That's a very different communication than years past in my experience because historically it was like, well, my children will find out when I'm dead. Today, people are saying, no, I want my children to understand the responsibility and the stewardship. Macmillan Estate Planning for Families. Your financial security, retirement goals, and family legacy can all be safeguarded with a customized life plan. MacmillanEstate.com Next, two of Macmillan's clients join us to share their story. Perhaps there's something to be learned from their experience. You're listening to The Strong Room on Newstalk 770. 